Welcome back to Accelerate Daily. I'm Adam. I'm Ramsey. How's it going, Adam? Good. Thanks, uh, everybody, for joining us here on the spaceship for your daily briefing about how fast the spaceship is going. <laughs> <laughs> we should just start measuring it in kilometers per second. Yeah, let's, let's uh, jump into it. First one, the tagline I gave it is Oppenheimer moment. The headline from New York Times is the godfather of AI leaves Google and warns of danger ahead. You want to talk about Hinton a little bit before we jump into what it means? Yeah, so Jeff Hinton is one of the greatest living AI researchers uh, and and data science, not even like data scientists, but like fathers of data science. He's largely known as the father of backpropagation. Backpropagation, in a nutshell, is the fundamental technique that lets neural networks learn as they're going. Um, it's this idea that what's going to happen to my, my the, with the weights of my network is are going to change because of how right or wrong I was at mapping inputs to outputs. That was him. He led that team. Brilliant man. Absolutely revolutionized the field and kicked off a lot of where we are today and has been since working at Google for the past uh, 10, 15 years. I want to say past decade at least. Um, but he, he is very much like, like not just a, he's not just good, he's the best. Jeff Hinton is a luminary in the space, and he's just left Google. Kerp, why is he leaving Google? He's, he's concerned that they were not focusing on AI safety enough, or he was not allowed to focus on that. It's the, it would be the most aggressive way of saying it. I mean, partially he said, hey, I've been at this a long time. I'm old. But also, he he's, sounds itchy to move to the other side, which is why I gave it the Oppenheimer tag, right? Like. Yeah. He invented this stuff. He has an inside view and he realizes that best use of his time going forward is to try to reckon with the thing that uh, he helped create. <laughs> and this, this is important because a lot of people who are at his level of expertise and basic science around AI are exceptionally dismissive that AI poses any risk at all. They say things like, that's science fiction. You've been reading too much science fiction. It's just linear algebra. Linear algebra can't hurt you. Like pick pick a thing in the litany of topics of cold takes from extremely focused, otherwise brilliant technicians and scientists over the past five years. And Hinton has increasingly publicly said things like, honestly, I'm starting to change my mind. I think there's something going on here. Not just about things like uh, ethical violations or harms created at, that are experienced by real people today, but even for things like superintelligence takeoff or fundamental alignment existential risk. And I think that's what, what he's staring at is, especially on the heels of our conversation about post-Anthropocene, I think he's looking at this and saying, and, and this, all the articles are going into the interviews with him, there is a very good chance that what we've built gets smarter much faster than we do, both individually and collectively, and displaces us as the dominant form of intelligence on the planet. And it's one thing if you're just a sci-fi author writing that, it's another thing if you're the guy who invented Brack propagation. And that's why people are listening right now. It, it does, though, and this is sort of my, my beef with the piece, was thought leaders are increasingly coming forward you know, and calling out the danger that we talk about all the time. Not a lot of solutions. So, you know, in the space that you and I have chosen to be in, where we're trying to build solutions, I'm always frustrated when these people are sort of like, hey, be real scared. I'm real smart. 
And then they don't end the thing with like, also, here's three or f- three to five ideas that I thought of that maybe could help fix this thing. It's just sort of like, okay, what are, you, what are you up to here? Trying to get two headlines for the price of one? Like, let's, or... uh, let's, 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 give him, <laughs> let's give him six months. Let's, let's let him cook. Yeah. Man, Kurt, man's um, barely been retired. Let him cook. But anyway, worth calling out. Um, good piece if you want to follow the link, which will be in the description. Next up, we got IBM hiring pause. IBM to pause hiring in plan to replace 7,800 jobs with AI. Bloomberg News is reporting. This one I threw in the batch because we can have all the conversations we want about CEOs dancing around the problem of when faced with the imperative, do more with less, I'm going to favor automation over labor in doing so. We can dance around that. We can have headlines from BuzzFeed or from Box or sorry, Dropbox uh, about, uh, oh, you know, AI, AI is a part of it. This is one of the first where someone's come out and said, nope, this is what we're doing. It's robots now. Yeah, we it's had robots. one yesterday with Dropbox. Or sorry, yeah, it was Dropbox. Um, yeah, that was a couple of days ago. And they, but they, they hinted at it. They said in the age of AI, you know, they, right. they winked and nudged at the problem. This is the first one to say like, nope, this is the thing. Yeah, because AI. Because AI. The part I'm curious about that I didn't get, at least from this, the version of the, the you know, sort of uh, press release repost that I, that I read, they say replace, right? Again, I don't think 7,000 people are getting fired. I think IBM has a growth rate in mind and they are pulling the levers on, on, on one thing versus the other and saying, we're pulling back on 8,000 people we probably would have hired next year based on standard growth trajectory, right? So it that's my real like layoffs too. because AI in the same way that Dropbox felt like that, but but I don't know. Gotta look gotta look a little closer. That that's my read on it as well. If you want to, link in the description. Moving on. Is Apple behind in AI? Report describes Apple's organizational dysfunction and lack of ambition in AI. Ars Technica. This I flagged this for two reasons. One is I get it why 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 do we still like look at apple's behavior and ever go hey they don't seem to be the leader in this that's their mo they're gonna let some other people duke it out for a little while and then come up with a decent solution the part about the organizational dysfunction i mean i don't know that just sounds like stuff that happens inside of every big corporation right like a lot of smart people are jockeying to be the ones running things inside of a system with like legacy infrastructure that maybe isn't the right solution but like is anybody here actually worried that Apple is not going to have a at least competent to polished solution in five years? If anyone has the scale to solve this scale size side of this thing, like they do. And we've talked about them in health before, right? They have so much more data coming in via the watch than anyone else does for health things. They might not care if Siri works right now. Yeah. 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 Because they can That's get really to it. Yeah. But the second point was, was this this also files under oh people aren't good at there's you know there's 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 ai's not good at stuff porn there's also this big company's not good at ai porn which yeah. it all falls in the same category of tickle that part of your brain that's like okay i hope this i hope the acceleration is not afoot yeah but we get to go back to normal i'm exhausted yeah exactly me too 
He says from the weekly news show that turned out to have to be daily because it took more time to curate a week's worth of news than to just talk about it every day. Talk about it for 10 minutes. (laughs) Okay. This one's yours. Yeah. Uh, The luring test. Uh, this, this, this learning test colon AI and the engineering of consumer trust this is actually a blog post on the FTC. You know, you might not think it if you're on the side of the web where you think the government's the bad guy, but the FTC actually has a blog that they post to regularly where intelligent attorneys talk about the law and these kinds of things. Uh, they've been doing a series on AI where they call out aspects of the technology that they're keeping an eye on in terms of enforcement of existing uh, regulations and things like that. This one is specifically about, they've talked about misinformation. They've talked about some other things. This one I flagged because it's right in your wheelhouse, Ramsey. This one, they're talking more about influencing behavior and behavioral design and how yeah. these systems might be used to convince people of things that are potentially erroneous or or just guide their actions in directions that are radicalizing or destructive or problematic yep. or whatever yep and uh i if you read the the headline just to call out some some amazing blurbs the reference to the the film ex machina and yeah they're uh, not that, yeah it's not you yeah. know not bad not bad on it <laughs> yeah um but I, I do want to call something out uh while the scenario in ex machina is pure speculative fiction not true companies are always looking for new ways such as the use of generative ai tools to better persuade people and change their behavior when that conduct is commercial in nature, we're in FTC territory, a canny valley where businesses should know how to avoid practices <laughs> that harm consumers. That was like, so good. That guy gets a pat on the back. Michael Atkinson, yeah. attorney, gets a pat on I the back. Yeah, Atlas. Okay. He was yeah. a, he gets a Michael gets a pat on the back. That was that was clever. That was well done. Look, it's good uh, blog. Yeah, it's good, good blog. But also, like, let's let's point to the thing here. But the FTC, I think, is looking at because he said, "Was this FTC division of advertising practices?" The FTC has long been one of the front-run regulators in America regulating how AI works. If you're a credit card company and you give advert, you you run advertisements on the web, and some of those advertisements are for a card with a lot of really great rewards options and a good good rate on it, and the other one isn't. And there is a, a significant difference between where you show those ads to different neighborhoods, zip codes that might correlate with income or race. And you had a, a machine learning model or any sort of statistical model that guided that decision. That's FTC territory for redlining in advertisement. And the FTC looks at this and is now looking at generative AI and saying, look, we already have laws on the books about changing people's behavior through advertising practices using data and the types of things you offer and sell to people and how you do that. And we already have police enforcement for this. And I love that they're looking now towards generative and, and increasingly saying that customized, on-demand, synthetic reality is going to mean better and better, more persuasive advertisements. Still going to have to abide by FTC rules. Love that. It's the closest to an optimistic one that I feel like we got in this week. Because on one hand, while we talk about how we need to move quickly on regulation, that's because we need the global cooperation and all that kind of stuff. But also, yeah. we do have a lot of very protective laws here. And some of this conversation is just to say, which existing complex regulatory regime does this fall under, right? If you're creating generative media, I, I can see that this gets to the space where the FCC also cares 
And then you start to say, like, goes to my kind of grand theory of how we solve this. We probably find a way to nationalize it like we did with airspace to make radio and broadcast television work as effectively as we did. Just need to, f- to figure out how to articulate the scarce resource and how to treat it in that context. But anyway, that's the government rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Now, now, now you got me thinking about what the world would be shaped like by the time that a regulator had their act together. I'm like, oof, yeah. that is level two right there. We're so well, far out of level we'll one see. by that. <laughs> well, hopefully they tune in here and uh, take part in the conversation. I'm going to skip to the end because we're out of time. We had a couple right. items we'll push to the other side. Uh, but tomorrow we'll, we'll jump in with uh, an op-ed from Ro Khanna, the uh, representative Congress oh, yeah. for Silicon Valley and uh, some more, more intellectual property leakage. Okay. Thanks for joining us for another Accelerate Daily. We'll see you tomorrow.